I'm holding by Simchas Teda. Shmirtzeres is Simchas Teda. In the group that I just spoke to, teachers training, I did Hakafas by the Rebbe. I'm just going to tell you a word on Hakafas. I don't want to steal Hakafas from you completely, but I'm going to move on to other things. Hakafas by the Rebbe was divided up into two basic parts. When the Rebbe danced himself, and when the Rebbe encouraged the singing. When the Rebbe danced himself, he went to the middle of the shul. When the Rebbe encouraged the singing, he stayed in the front in his place. The, the best way to describe Hakafas is controlled energy. Hakafas were very happy. They were very happy. But they were not crazy. I, I mean, they were not drunk. <laughs> a, a one drunk could ruin Hakafas for a whole shul. Because uh, unless you're a chassidish drunk, the drunkenness makes you have no control. If no control, you, you disrupt. He wasn't drunk. He was very energetic and very happy, but very controlled. The Rebbe ran the show like a, like a, a taskmaster, like a captain of a ship. The Rebbe had a little watch on his shender, which he was always looking at. And Akafas went the way he wanted it. There was the first Akafas and the last Akafas, which the Rebbe danced himself. In Mem Aleph, when the Rebbe made Sivas uh, Hashem, the Rebbe went also the fifth Akafas and he danced with the children. And all the other Akafas, the Rebbe stood in the front and he managed the Akafas from the front. And the Akafas the, the would start when the Rebbe turned around to face the crowd, we would sing. And the Akafas finished when the Rebbe turned to face the wall. Um, how much time did the Akafas take? So, first of all, the Rebbe's personal Akafas. When the Rashag was there, when the Rebbe, the Rebbe danced with his brother-in-law, they would put their right hand on each other's shoulders, they would hold the sefateros in their left hand, and they would dance, and Rashag would look at the ceiling. So the Rashag would get dizzy. The Rebbe's akafas, when I was a kid, were the shortest akafas. When the Rashag got sick, and he stopped coming to akafas, or he missed akafas, the Rebbe danced alone. And when the Rebbe danced alone, the Rebbe's akafas went from being the shortest akafas to being the longest akafas. And the middle akafas were some were short, some were long. <laughs> I, I, I tell the girls, I remember they were turning around by hakafa and just looking. He wasn't even clapping, looking, looking, looking. Two minutes, three minutes, mamish, off and zegir, 200 seconds. And turning around, hakafa finished. Next, it moved. It moved. Shminatzeres by night, they daven mightiv around 7 o'clock. Right? This year it's a little bit earlier because the Nibiyah it's a little late. 7, 7, 10, 7, 15, and after mightiv they would announce that there's a break for a kiddush. People want to show to make kiddush. Remember, the Shemina Tzeres, they're still sitting in the sukkah. The Rebbe came the kaf, it's 8.30. By 10.15 it was over. In my years. It was over. Done. The shul, I mean, people want to went to sleep. You didn't dance Shemina Tzeres at night. Simchas Tzeres at night, after a kaf, people would dance. By Mamish, by, by 10.30 the show was over. Shemina Tzeres was probably the most boring day in sukkahs, especially after Simchas Beis HaShavit started, because Shemina Tzeres was the only other sukkah that you actually slept the whole night in a bed. Um, 10 o'clock was Shachris, the shul was usually quite empty, and the Rebbe said, Haftera, um, and uh, that was it. The, uh, the feature of Shminatzeres was the Talucha. The boys used to go out in the afternoon to be with some in different neighborhoods. They went to Manhattan, they went to different places in Brooklyn, they went as far as, as the water, uh, Brighton Beach. Some guys went to Queens, it's long walks. And by the Rebbe, they say there was as follows. Simchas at night, I was never there. If anybody would be the Rebbe's might, if Simchas at night, he'd be embarrassed to admit it because Simchas at night was meant for old people who couldn't walk, you understand? 
we all went to Shul to Mr. There was no one by the Rebbe's Mashiach. Because the night by Maidiv was very empty. It was a regular time, Chvesva, 7, 7.30, Maidiv. They didn't finish. They would say, Tilaleinu, and then they would say, there's going to be a break. Nine o'clock at night, Simchas Tere, there was a Fabrengen. It was in the, in the, in the shul. The Rebbe came in at nine o'clock. And you have to remember, they prepared the shul, Simchas Tere, for a kofis by taking every single bench out of the whole building. There was not a bench in the shul. Everything was outside. The only thing they had in the shul was this, these steel tables that were shaped as a long noose going from the front of the shul to the middle of the shul, two long tables. And the Rebbe would pass between, that was called the Shvil. And in the center of the shoulder was a rectangle of tables, a square, a rectangle of tables called a Ches. So now make a Fabrengen. There's no benches in Shul, and there's these tables which are interfering. So when you walked into the Fabrengen of Akafa Simchas it looked normal, but there was nothing normal about it. It was very hard to put benches in, the benches were missing. People literally sat on their own feet. It was <laughs> they, made it, they brought some benches in as much as they could, but it was very makeshift because the steel tables could not be moved. And when the Rebbe came into the Fabreng and El Simchas the shul was quite empty. It was not that many people. Again, I was never there. Never. Even when I was at Shlichus and I permitted myself to go to a nearby shul, I didn't come to the beginning of the Fabreng I came to the middle of the Fabreng So there's something which I never witnessed, which I would find very curious. The Rebbe made Kiddush. Now, understand that the Rebbe made Kiddush every Shabbos. But Kiddush by day is not really Kiddush. Right? Kiddush made Bepi Agafen and took him. So the Rebbe made Kiddush by Fabreng and he remained sitting. And he just raises up out of his seat a little bit, which is why in many of your homes there's a whole controversy. Kiddush Shabbos day, you stand or you sit? The Rebbe sat. But Kiddush at night is real Kiddush. You make a brocha, shake the shanam, and say, So the Rebbe stood. I'm assuming the Rebbe got up for Kiddush. I was never there, but in my imagination, the Rebbe got up. So the Rebbe stood up, the whole room got up. And the Rebbe made Kiddush and he made a Shechayanu. As he, does, he sat down and he drank the wine and he ate cake. And the Fabrengen would start. The Fabrengen went from 9 till about 12, maybe 12.30. And as the Fabrengen would go on, the Bokhrim and the Balabatim would come back from their shuls and the shul would fill up slowly. And everybody came into the shul, you tried to go to your place, your regular place, it was pushing. But they, I, I, I came to many of those Fabrengen uh, towards the end. The Fabrengen of Lelsim Chastede was very memorable. A lot of very special things, special moments. Now there were things, by the Rebbe, everything is memorable. The Rebbe's Hanhoge is such an incredible hybrid of things never changing and there always being something new. It's, it's very hard to explain. The Rebbe was so consistent and was so unpredictable at the same time. Those statements are both absolute truth. The Rebbe was incredibly consistent. Every day he was in Shul the same time. Minchel was 3.15. Madhav was a quarter to seven or 9.30. He was so consistent. And on the other hand, there was always something different, something different. And these Fabrengenish of Lalsim Chastele were occasions where more than once or twice the Rebbe would say something or do something which is very memorable, very memorable. I, the one time I allowed myself to stay by the whole Simchastele Fabrengen, I was in Shlichus. So I wasn't here a whole year. So I went to a close show, went to Michal show. I finished the conference probably 9.15. I ran back to 7.70. I got there near the beginning of the Fabrengen. I was there for the for almost the whole Fabrengen. And the Rebbe spoke Yemel Desiche of Yashir Kecha Sheshibarta, the last Rashi in Chumash. Hamesh Rebbe broke the Tere. And when Hamesh Rebbe broke the Tere, he didn't know Hashem was going to give him another one. Hamesh Rebbe didn't consult anybody. 
He saw that Yidin were in Sakona. Abish was angry Yidin by the ego. The last, what's the last Rashi in Chumash? Nesoi libei shalmeisha lishbira saluchas. Veskima kodesh baruch hu ladaititai k'mesha kosov ha-sheshibata yashakeich ha-sheshibata. Moshe Rabbeinu's heart was uplifted to break the luches, and the Abish did agree with him, and Hashem told him thank you. What was the thank you? But the Rebbe shouted, shouted with a lot of emotion. Sabrachan the Teira. Moshe broke the Teira, and he didn't know there was going to be another one. Why? To save the Jewish people. And that Sikh rings in my head. It's a, it's a very memorable moment. It's in the Kutasikhas also, but the, the emotion and the. Uh, the intent that the Rebbe invested in Natsiche, you can't put in a printed page, you know. <laughs> it's here. It's very, very difficult to duplicate. But this is just an example. It's Simchas Teda at night. It was usually, things happen, special things. Fabrengen finished around 12.30, and uh, the Rebbe would tell to the Gabbai to announce what's going to happen next. And the Gabbai would get up, and I think the Rebbe would even say it himself, and announce that now they have to get ready the shul for our coffee. So everybody should go out, everyone go outside. And they appeared at the Shulfarak office. Nobody went outside. <laughs> you went to your place. Now, the benches which had been brought in for the Akafis were carried out on people's heads. One of the great miracles, those benches were made of steel. They're still made, they're very heavy. And they would literally, they would sort of fly out of the shul over people's heads. And when they got outside, there were a few Bacharim who were actually in charge who would take the benches and move them. And somehow, one o'clock, the Rebbe walked into Akafis, a half an hour after he left the shul, everybody was in their place. And the Akafis would start. They would walk in, walk through the long show. And in my head, they always sang the same thing. And then I would walk through the whole show, went up to his place, and he turned around, they started to clap and dance. They would sort of jump up and down in his place. And that's how the Akafis started. Um, Simchas Tehid at night, Akafis finished probably around 3.15. It, it was two hours. It was very controlled. The ability for the Rebbe to create so much joy and so much management of time is, it's very unusual. But he was really happy. When you finished with Akafas, you, you were really uplifted. But the Rebbe was controlled. It was never hefted. It was never wild. And usually, some chastay night, you stayed in Shul and danced. I mean, depending on how much seichel you had. We, we, stayed till we danced after the Rebbe left. The reason not to stay in Shul is because one of the most memorable events of Simchas Teda was 10 o'clock in the morning. All the mothers with little kids could not get out of their house, but their husbands went to sleep late and they were still sleeping, so a lot of women would sneak out of the house at 9.30 in the morning and go to 7.70 for Chaydu. Simchas Teda morning. People who couldn't come to the whole Tishri because they were busy feeding everybody, including the guests and their children, would sneak out of the house at 9.30 in the morning. The whole house was asleep. And they'd go to 7.70 and they ever walked into the shul. The shul was pushed three quarters empty. There was nobody there. Not nobody, but it was not full. And they say, I was never there, I'm embarrassed to admit, I was never there at 10 o'clock. Never. And if I had gone to sleep early, I probably, if I had seichel, I had friends who right after kofis, one they went home. And we looked at them like, eh, square bacharim, their cheshben was, I want to be in 7, 7, 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was a very good cheshben. And the Rebbe would turn around, he's wearing his talis, and he, the, the, the joy in the beginning of davening to the half-empty room and to all the women whose only experience Tishti by the Rebbe was Simchas in the morning, what I'm describing to you was actual. There were many, many ladies. This was their whole Tishri. 
Simchas Teirah morning, they were busy feeding everybody. Feeding their husbands, their children, their guests. So 9.30 in the morning, the women would sneak into 7.00, everyone was still asleep, and the Rebbe would really create an energy. That's how davening started. Simchas Teirah morning in 7.70. And of course, as Shachas went on, the shul filled up. I mean, you never came too late, you didn't want to miss anything. One of the unusual features of Simchas Teirah is, I mean, if you were a boy, or men, I would ask you, but I'm not going to expect you to know this, one of the unusual features of Chastayda is that you duchen in Shachris. Birchas Kainim is in Shachris, not in Musaf. The reason for this is, it gives the people who are sleeping a little time to get that coffee, a few more minutes. That's not the real reason, that's the 770 reason. The real reason is because a Kain is not allowed to duchen when he's shikir. Right? You know the Pashas Yayim B'Sheikh Al-Tesh, the Pashas Shmini. That if you go into the base, Shtuya Yayim Nichs, Nodav and Aviyu died. Why? Because they went to the base of Mikdash when they were shikir. A coin is not allowed to duchen. Duchening is considered a shedus. It's considered a void. So the duchening is by shaches, and the coin is considered a chaim. As they did in the Shulchan So, Bich's coin was by shaches. And right after shaches was a very unusual feature, a really unusual feature, which, uh, which was out of character. You didn't usually see such a thing in 770. They would turn around. And people make Kiddush. The Rebbe didn't make Kiddush. The Rebbe didn't eat. The Rebbe didn't drink. The Rebbe would not eat and drink standing up. But for about 10 minutes, the Oilam would feast. And the Rebbe would watch. You know, there's not a lot of circumstances where the Rebbe was passive. You know, usually we observed, the Rebbe was active, we were watching the Rebbe. One of the few times where the Rebbe was the observer was Simchas Teda morning. It probably was 10 minutes. Now, most people didn't make Kiddush, they certainly didn't get shikir. Getting drunk in front of the Rebbe requires A, you're a very, very big chassid, B, you're a very, very big idiot, C, you're a very big chutzpanyak, or a combination thereof, you know. Drink in front of the Rebbe. But they were the regular drunks. There were people who every year some chasteide put on a show. And they were part of the ebb and flow, and the Rebbe would even acknowledge them. But the Rebbe would, people would make Kiddush. People around the Rebbe would get a little wine, uh, a make a bracha, and say, and, the Rebbe say, and, and you would say to the Rebbe L'chaim, I was far away, so I, I was never close enough to, I, I, wasn't, I was not going to make Kiddush, I was not going to participate. But people, and the Rebbe used to watch people like Kiddush, it was a very interesting tier of the Rebbe watching people eat and drink in front of him, and he's enjoying it, and answering L'chaim. So how, how that long it took? 10 minutes? It couldn't have taken that long. And then, uh, and then the Rebbe turned to face the wall, and Akafas would begin. Simchasteris Akafas are very lopsided. Simchasteris day. Because us, Meshuggah, and radical Chabadnikis, do three atareses. Nobody does three atareses. Some people don't even do three atareses by night, but by day, three atareses. Three atareses takes forever. Forever. Maybe, maybe an hour. 45 minutes for sure. Because you have to announce each Pasuk who bought it. <laughs> The first of the Atareses Simchas Teda, the Rebbe said, every one of the 17 Pesukim. And people paid a lot of money. People paid thousands of dollars for one Pasuk to Mechabed the Rebbe. So they would announce, the Pasuk, Atareset, Yekoyif, so and so and so and so. Was Mechabed, Kedushas, Adineinu, Meireinu, Verabeinu, Shlita, and then the Rebbe would say the Pasuk. And then the next Pasuk, the Pasuk, it took time. The Pasuk, it was bought by Shmerel and Chaim and Baruch and Moshe and Chaim and Yosel. And the Mechabed, Kedushas, Adineinu, Meireinu, Rabbeinu, Shlita. I think Zaman Gerai made the announcements. Simchas Teh today, but it could be wrong. And there was all 17 Pesukim, by night and by day, the first Atareis. The second and third Atareis, 
the Rebbe said the first pasuk and the last pasuk. After each atareisa, the Rebbe would start a nigun and we would dance. After all three atareisas were finished, then the Rebbe said ufaratsta v'hoyazaracha, and then shnas hakel. Like this year, the Rebbe would also say three times the pasuk. Hinini maybe eschem eretz tzofen, and then we sang again. So atareisa took forever. Hakafes is one dance. It's not one hakafes. It's one dance. The minigsim chasteda by day is that you you you, you get, take out all the svarim. You go to the middle of the shul, and you read the nusach of all seven akafas together. You know, you know how akafas looks, girls. Akafas looks this big word, right? That's the first akafa, and then there's a bunch of small words, right? Then you have the second akafa, right? David and then a bunch of small words. So usually, by each akafa. You, you take the Sefer Teda, you circle the Bima and read the big words and the little words of that one Akafa, and the Minigith you actually say with your mouth, At Kan Akafa Aleph, At Kan Akafa Beit, At Kan Akafa Gimel. So in Chasteda day, whoever gets Akafa takes the Sefer and he circles the Bima three and a half times, not seven times, three and a half times, and he reads all seven. So, the Rebbe would hold the Sefer Teda in his right hand, the Siddur in his left hand, and he would go behind Mashiach Sefateda, that was the lead Sefateda, always went in front of the Rebbe, the Mashiach Sefateda. Sefateda, the Kabbalah, is playing Mashiach. And the Chazan would say out loud, And then it would be quiet. They would stop, and they'd read all the small words, and then they would say, Then he would continue walking. And so on. And it took three and a half revolutions. In other words, every Akafa got a half a hekaf. Hakaf means a circle. If you have three and a half circles, that means each Akafa gets a half, and they would read all the big words loud, and then they would stop walking, read the small words, say, Atkan Akafa Beis, and you understand? That's how they did it. After all seven Akafas, then the Rebbe would go to the middle of the shul and dance. There was only one dance. The Rebbe gave his Siddur. The Rebbe had a Siddur. He would give it to Label Vestritsky every year, all over Shalom, and he would take it from the Rebbe, and if you were close enough, he'd let you kiss the Rebbe's Siddur, and those are all little memories from 770, he would hold the Siddur and let you kiss it. And the Rebbe danced. The dance in Chasteda by day was very similar to the dance in Chasteda by night. Most of the years of the Rebbe's Nesiyas, he danced with his brother-in-law, with the Rashag, and um, the cuff was short, because the Rashag was looking at the ceiling, and in the years the Rashag wasn't there, the Rebbe danced by himself, and the cuff was considerably longer. After Hakafas, they went back, they went to the front of the shul, the Sfarim went back into Yon Kedish, they closed the Yon Kedish, and people sort of organized themselves, and then they reopened the Yon Kedish for Kirsat Tehidah. Kirsat Tehidah is after Hakafas. Now, I just want to say a statement. The Sefer Tehidah is the holiest thing we own. You understand that, right? In the lack of the Beis HaMikdash, we don't have an Yon Kedish, and we don't have a Lucha Sabris, the holiest thing we possess is the Sefer Tehidah. The Mittal Rebbe, the second Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Mittal Rebbe never took an Aliyah, never took an Aliyah. And the reason he gave was, the Mittal Rebbe, who was so holy, said, I'm embarrassed at the Sefer Tehidah. The Mittal Rebbe took one Aliyah, Simchas Tehidah Day, Im Kol Hanorim, the fifth, in many communities, the fifth, akaf, the fifth Aliyah, Chamishi, was given to the children. The middle Rebbe went with the kindlach to the Sefer Teda, and there used to be a minig, which we don't do anymore, that they would cover everybody with Sefer Teda, and said, I and her. The Sefer Teda is very holy. 
And in front of a Sefer Teda, you act with respect. When a Sefer Teda comes out, you stand. And a Sefer Teda, you don't play around with. It's very disturbing to me when you see people treat a Sefer Teda casually. Even Tfilin, you're not treat casually. When you're holding a Sefer Teda, your faith should show fear. I'm holding literally the holiest thing the Jewish people possess is a Sefer Teda. And by the Rebbe, this was very clear. Not just when he held the Sefer Teda, but when he watched the maneuvering of the Sefer Teda. There's a lot of films. When they took the Sefer Teda out of the autumn, he would say her autumn, turned around and looked. And when they would carry the Sefer Teda, they would watch the Sefer Teda the whole way till they put it down on the Bim Then he would turn around. And when the Sefer Teda came back, he would, he would look at the Sefer Teda. And you could see on the Rebbe's face an earnestness. Sefer Teda is holy. So the whole business of dancing with a Sefer Teda is a funny feature. And you only do it some Teda. You don't dance with a Sefer Teda. And you dance, and you, you, know, you express physically a joy with the Teda. It shows you how special Simchas Teda is, because the Simchas Teda, you're holding your Sefer Teda, and you're comfortable dancing, you understand? That was Akafas. When Kriya Teda started, it was no longer Akafas. When I danced with Sefer Teda, I Sefer Teda. And I, I think there was a clear difference in the Rebbe's Pashat's countenance during our coffers, dancing with the Sefer Teda was a, a year that's comfortable to take this holy, holy artifact that we possess, that the Abish they gave us, and not just hold it, but dance with it. But Kiyosha Teda was a whole different mood. Now, Simchas Teda, you take out three Sefer Teda always. Right? There's other times of the year that you have two Sefer Teda. There's sometimes that you have three. Shabbos Hanukkah could be three. Shabbos Shkolem could be three, Shabbos HaChodesh could be three. Simchas Teda is always three Svarim, always three Svarim. Why? The first Sefer finishes the Chumash, the end of the Sabracha. It's called Chosen Teda, finish the Teda. The second Sefer Teda opens the Sefer Teda again. It's called Chosen Bereishis, Bereishis Baral Akim. And the third Sefer Teda is Maftir. The Rebbe got Chosen Bereishis in the years that I remember. I read in the Rishimahs that there were some years that were Chosen Teda. Chosen Teda means the person who closes the Sefer Teda. Chosen Bereshit means the one who reopens it. So I read in the Rishimis that there were some years that the Rebbe took Chosen Teda, the end of the Sefer Teda, but in the years that I remember, which is from the time of my Bar Mitzvah approximately, the Rebbe always got Chosen Bereshit. And people paid a lot of money. Chosen Teda paid a lot of money. People paid a lot of money for Chosen Teda. I think Rabbi Avram Parshan, he was a Chosid and a Gvid. Emes a Chosid and Emes a Gvid. I think he paid for Chassan Teda as long as he was alive. And after that, other people got it. Maftir, I think, was Kazanovsky's. But the Rebbe got Chassan Bereshis. When the Rebbe went to Chassan Bereshis, the mood in the room would change considerably. So Teda suddenly became like Rosh Hashanah. It was very earnest. Why? This was the only time of the year that they called the Rebbe up by his name. They actually said his name. A whole year when the Rebbe got Naliyah, they would say, You didn't say the Rebbe's name. Simchas Teda, the Gabbai would announce, They'd say, Harav, Memem, Rav Levi Yitzchak. He would actually say the Rebbe's name. In addition, this was an instruction from the Rebbe, by the way. The Rebbe got Aliyah together with the Friedrich Rebbe. So they would call Adinei Numerenu Benu Harav and say the Friedrich Rebbe's name. Ben Adinei Numerenu Benu Harav and say the Rebbe Rashab's name. Adinei Numerenu Benu Harav and say the Rebbe's name. 
And if you're familiar with the Siddur, some chasteira, there's a whole nusach that's called mirshus uh, for the person who gets chasen bereishis, chasen teira, the person who closes the sefer teira. And of course, at the end of chasen teira, everyone screams chazak, chazak, finish chazak, you finish v'zei sabroch, and with chazak, chazak. And there's a whole nusach mirshus for the person who gets chasen bereishis, who opens up the sefer teira. So you say each name four times. So it was very quiet in 770, it was very respectful. And you'll hear the Shusterman was the, in my years, was the one who did it. Years before, Zabi Yechen and Gordon. Imdu, Imdu, Imdu. Get up. Again and again, four times. And the mood in the room was very serious. The Rebbe went to that kofa, not some chastei dik. It was Yom Kippur dik. Oyim. The Rebbe, since for Rebbe, this is very real. The Rebbe said to call him up with the Rebbe Deshver. The Fidik Rebbe was always with the Rebbe. I mean, the famous story with the Rashag that was revealed a few years ago, that the Rebbe once told, the Rebbe was dancing with his brother in the Hakafas. And the Rebbe said to his brother, you know, that the Rebbe Deshver, the Fidik Rebbe is dancing with us. So the Rashag said, yeah, I know. The Rebbe said, you want to see? You want to see? And the Rashag said, yeah. And the Rashag saw. And he started to cry. Label Guru describes Rashag crying. Not only was he crying, the next morning he came into Shul, he was still crying. The Rebbe told me, You want to see it? This is a Maise. I, I think it's true. The Rebbe said to the Rashag as they were dancing by a coffers, The Rebbe de Shver tans metuns, the Fidik Rebbe, he was there, and he said, Yeah, and he saw him. It's pretty crazy. So the Rebbe saw the Fidik Rebbe all the time, but now he took an aliyah with the Rebbe de Shver. And the, you could feel the earnestness of it, the holy earnestness of it. Now, this is Pasha, a technical thing. When the Friedrich Rebbe got Naliyah, he did not hold the Eitz the handles of the Sefateta, with his hand. He would hold the hand of the Sefateta with his talus. And the Rebbe's brother-in-law always took an Naliyah, he held it with a talus. The Rebbe, our Rebbe, held the Sefateta with his hands. He didn't hold it with a talus. Simchas the morning, since the Rebbe got an Aliyah together with the Friedrich Rebbe, so the Rebbe would take with the talus. And it was one of the things you wanted to see. And you had to be, most people didn't even know to look. You had to know that there was a Shinoi. The Rebbe always held his head with his hands. You can see in many pictures. He's wearing a talus. He's holding his chaim with his hands. The Friedrich Rebbe always held his chaim with, with the talus. So in the morning, because the Friedrich Rebbe, because the Rebbe got Aliyah with the Friedrich Rebbe, if you had the right position and you knew to look, you would see, and I saw this more than once, the Rebbe would go to his Aliyah holding the Sefateta with his talus. The Rebbe did Chosen Bereshis. Then he'd do Hag with Chosen Bereshis. And then his Mafti, the third Sefateta. For most of the years, the Rebbe see his Mafti Simchasteta built to Chazanovsky, who was a very important, he probably has grandchildren in this room, or grandchildren's grandchildren in this room. He passed away around Memdalid. After he passed away, they gave it to different people. So the Rebbe would stay for his aliyah, Chosen Bereshit, Bereshit's bottle of Kim, the second Sefer for the Hagbe, and then for the Kriyas HaTeir of Maftir, and then he'd go back to his place before the person saying the Maftir would start to read. The last couple of years, they gave the Haftir of Sabchas to Mendel Futafas, Allah Shalom. <laughs> and the Rebbe stayed to listen. The Rebbe stayed, the Rebbe was standing next to Mendel Futafas, Mendel Futafas was reading. 
one of his grandchildren told it to me, and then I talked about it. So he told me, my daddy didn't read the They were standing next to him. He's standing here, they were standing right here. Listen to him read. He would cry, he would cry, he would cry. He finished crying, he made the blockers. How can you stand in front of it? Usually, when the person said the mafti, he went back to his place. The last two years, the Nauf Nebez, they gave it to Mendel, and he stood there and listened to him say the mafti. Anyway, they went back to his place. They finished all the sifetate, all the kriya, all the hagbis. And then you take the sifetate back. When you take the sifetate back, you say sifetate back. There's a whole page that you read. If, if, if you know how a kafas looks, you read a whole page. There's a whole page. I, I, I'm imagining that you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, take out a sifetate and look inside. After the seven kafas, there's a few paragraphs that you read simchas teda morning after kriya sateda. Not after kafas, after kriya sateda. And then we'd turn around and would watch. And he would clap. In the later years, this changed. But for most of the years, it became very gingerly. And the way my father described it to me, and I'm, I'm sort of I'm sharing with you how I was raised. And it's not 100% true, but it was quite true. That as long as they were carrying the svarim, the Rebbe's clapping was very controlled. They're carrying three sifritera. And it's not a kofis anymore. You understand? It's not a kofis. And they would clap but very gingerly, until the Sfarim were put back into the Yodim. After the three Sfarim, when the Yodim, then the clapping would start. The cease, the Simcha, the cease of a Simcha would begin after the Sfarim were put away. In the later years, it was different. And the truth is, it was, I remember it was different. The, as soon as the Sfarim were put away, they around to, they said Musaf. But one of those memorable moments, I'll never forget, there any Duchmans in the room? Any Duchmans here? Yisrael Duchman al-Vashalim. He, Simcha Steyde, he had a very special relationship with the Rebbe. Simcha Steyde was his, that he davened Musaf. And it was usually, halakhically, maybe not a lot of davened Musaf. <laughs> and he would carry the Sefer Teda. He'd go back, he would, yeah. So one year he started singing, Harabi Shlita. You know that song, Harabi Shlita, Harabi Shlita? Harabi Shlita, from what I understand, it's, it's, it's a jingle from a commercial. It's an Israeli commercial. It's a jingle from a commercial. They made put Harabi Shlita. Now, is it appropriate to make a commercial, to take a jingle from a commercial, make it like you make a, a Coca Cola commercial and make a nigga about the Rebbe? It wasn't made for the Rebbe, it was made for Friar Kids in Camp. For them, it is gestimmt, you know. That nigga showed up in 770, that t-shirt. I think it was the year he passed away, I think it was Memtes. And Duchman is screaming, Harabi, Shlita! And the whole show was screaming, Shah! <laughs> Why? It was, it didn't seem appropriate. A commercial, not a Goisha song. A commercial from a television advertisement for, I don't know what, for pizza in Israel, now became a nigga, and he's singing, and the whole show screaming, Shah. Then he got the, ha, 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 part, and the Rebbe starts to make with his hands. And that was the end of that, and the whole show stopped. For, so he sang the whole first part by himself, and the whole show screaming, Shah, 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 Shah. And he's holding a safe potato. Then he got to the punchline, and the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Rebbe made it all about Chinigan. The Rebbe punched it, embraced it. Commercial, commercial. The Rebbe liked it. <laughs> if you wanted the Rebbe to like a nigga, there was a very simple rule. Just make it happy. Sad, out the window. The Rebbe only wanted to feel the Chinigan. And the Rebbe again and again and again. And it was, it was such an interesting shift. Here he's singing, and the whole show is screaming chutzpah. And then now the Rebbe, in his chus, the Rebbe brought this nigan. Anyway. So the father went back into Aaron Kedish, and then was Musaf, and the Rebbe left the show. Musaf Simchasteyde probably finished 2, 2.30, started at 10 o'clock. Because the kafas took a very long time, because Teyde took a long time. And then it was a Fabrengen at night. The Rebbe David Mincheh, 
usually upstairs, sometimes they came downstairs. Simcha stayed in the afternoon, there, could be, there was an occasion once, where they went to Shul upstairs, and he pushed it up on his bench, up on the bench, and he started to dance with the Eilam and sing. I wasn't there, I could have been there, but I wasn't there. There were, there were a lot of very memorable things that happened in odd times and places. Simchas Teder was a, a special day by the Rebbe. Simchas Teder was the Rebbe's day. The feeling of Simchas Teder was complete openness. Come and take me, I'm available. Everybody, Simchas Teder by the Rebbe was incredibly uh, disposed. That means he was so easy. And his mood was so good and so generous. Um, I was a kid. I mean, I was a kid, I was a stupid kid. I, I probably was a chassidish kid, but I was, I didn't understand the Rebbe. I really didn't understand what it means, Rebbe. I, I still don't understand. Then I for sure didn't understand. Um, but I knew that it was something, you know, the Rebbe is not just another rabbi who sits in front of the shul. And one year, my father slept me with him after Musaf, upstairs. The Rebbe came up the steps and he was walking into his room and there were a lot of people around. My father walked up to the Rebbe, put his face in the Rebbe's face and said something. I don't know what he said, but my father was not a person that pushed himself into the Rebbe. I'm sure what he had said was very important. But Simchas Teru was the kind of day that you could do that. You could walk up to the Rebbe and say something. And the Rebbe answered him. And I remember that when my father did, there was another man there who I, I know, who also went over to the Rebbe. Simchas Teru was a very, very special day. The Rebbe made a fabrengen before the Shkia. The Rebbe came in, let's say the Shkia was, what's the Shkia now? Around uh, 6.40, right? It's, it's earlier than normal because it's a little bit later. So the Rebbe came in around 6.30, let's say, and they would wash. And after they would wash, the Gabe would always get up and announce, in my yard it was Matl Talashevsky, and in early years it was Amin, it was Amin uh, Duchman, and later years it was Rebbe Pinson. I'm saying these names in case you're an Enochal, you'll feel proud that your grandfather did something in 770. Uh, what else is the point of saying these names? He would get up and announce that the Rebbe Gibetan that if anybody didn't get washed, there's still a few minutes for the Shkia, you can go and wash. And was a Fabrengen. Fabrengen Mat Simchas was very long. Well, four or five hours. Uh, you know, it could go till 11 o'clock. It started 6 to 11 o'clock, 5 hours, 12 o'clock. Long Fabrengen. Mat Simchas was much, much shorter. Mat Simchas was a much longer Fabrengen. And there was a lot of different a lot of divrei a lot of simcha, but a lot of divrei teira. One of the things that ever always spoke about simchas teira was um, there was always a kinnas teira. After simchas teira, there was always a gathering of rashi yeshivas, and they would speak kedusha teira. And the Rebbe used to participate in the kinnas teira by speaking a sicha nigla simchas teira by the fabrengin that Rabbi El Khan, would repeat the next day at the kinnas. So the simchas teira fabrengin was 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 full. It was a packed fabrengin, and you need to remember. You had three hakafes, three times hakafes, and this is already the second fabrengen. Lel simchas teira, and now the simchas teira, and the fabrengen until midnight. And then, when the fabrengen was finished, oh, by the way, I just want to mention amongst the things that the Rebbe always spoke about simchas teira by the fabrengen was number one. The Rebbe always spoke about chitas, chumish tilim and tanya. There were a few times here they always spoke about chitas. One of those times was simchas teira. Another thing that we spoke about was keren ashana. The Rebbe wanted to give stock according to the days of the year. So you would give the Rebbe money according to the number of days of the year, and the Rebbe would get stuck of you every day, Keren Ashana. And were, uh, the Rebbe always spoke about different things regularly on Simchas Teireh, and they gave Kesha Bracha. Kesha Bracha can go on till well, four in the morning, forever, three hours, two hours, no problem. The Rebbe stood and gave anybody one. He looked you in the eyes, 
important Chaim Levrach. Looked in your eyes, the Chaim Levrach. Looked in your eyes, the Chaim Levrach. The girls didn't get Kesha Bracha, but anybody who wanted looked you in the eyes, the Chaim Levrach. Looked you in the eyes, um, Now, imagine some Chasteris Friday. Chasteris Friday, okay? So, Shemineteris was Thursday. So, Wednesday night was a Kofis. Yeah? Thursday night was a Fabrengen till about midnight. Hakafas started one o'clock in the morning. It went till three or three fifteen. The next morning was Shachris till two thirty. From ten o'clock till two thirty. That Friday afternoon, before the Shkia, the Rebbe came in and washed and ate a Suda. Fabreng, but some chasteder. Now there's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch that once Shabbos comes in, you're not allowed to eat, right? But there's an eitz. The eitz is called Pedas Mapa Makadish. When the when the Shabbos comes in, you take a challah cover, cover the challah, and you make kiddush. It's called Peter, and so, so what you do is you end up eating a meal. You can eat the meal Friday night before Maidif. If you started a meal out of Shabbos, so when Shabbos comes in, you cover the challah, you make Kiddush, and then you continue eating till you bench, and after benching, you'll daven Maidif. The Rebbe for many years asked people to be paid this map of Makadish, but the Rebbe himself wouldn't do it. The Rebbe himself didn't do it, so somebody else would do it, and anybody who wanted was Yetzir Kiddush. So the Rebbe would, make, would wash the beginning of the Fabrengen, Make, say Lechaim till the Shkia, and then he wouldn't eat it all. He wouldn't eat it all. Anybody wanted it, in later years, the Rebbe stopped it, and he started it, the Rebbe wasn't happy how they did it. Bottom line is, it seems like the Rebbe feels that uh, we shouldn't do it anymore. No one should pay this map But it's Allah and Shachonorach, that if you start a meal on a Friday, like if it's Purim, let's say, and you're going into Shabbos, and you don't want to stop the meal, so you cover up the chal, it's a complicated halachas, so you have to know how to do it. And you make Kiddush, and then it becomes a shayla, you have to make another hamaytzi or not, right? If you make kiddush, in the middle of a suda, and after kiddush, you want to eat more bread, you have to make another hamaytzi, I think the halach is that you have to, but it's complicated. But the Rebbe never participated, but if I bring it and go late, I don't know, till, if it was Friday night, it went till night, it didn't go till 12 o'clock. Then the Rebbe benched, didn't drink a cup of wine, kept it. That might have went upstairs. The next day, Shabbos Bereshis, the next day, number one, 8.30 in the morning, till him. Now, how tired are you after all of these hakafes and fabrengens and talucha? You're exhausted. 8.30 tillim. The chazan Shabbos Bereshus is Moshe Talashevsky, who is a beautiful chazan, but the Maidif took forever, and the shachas took forever. So shachas starts 10, 10.30. Moshe Talashevsky finished Musif, 1.05. 1.30, the Rebbe came into another fabrengen, and fabrengen till almost 4 or 5 o'clock. And he gave, in some years, gave Kesha Bracha that he hadn't given the night before. And then before the Shkia, he came for a third Fabrengen. So if, if, if you had what's called Rosh Hashanah Meshulish, in many, many years, you had four Fabrengens and three Akafas. You were beyond tired when that situation was over. When you walked out, Matzah Shabbat Bereshis, at one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning after the end of Kesha Bracha, there, were, there, were, there was a Fabrengen Thursday night. There was a Fabrengen Friday night. There were two Fabrengens on Shabbos itself. One at one third in the afternoon and one before the Shkia. When you walked out, Motosim Chasteir, after all of that, you were wrung out like a rag. Your suit, forget about cleaning it. It was when the guy, <laughs> something to dry. It was a mess. But the, the, the upliftedness that you felt, when you know, they, in, this, it's hard to imagine this, but they used to sell t shirts and mugs. I survived Tishrei in 770. In the late 80s, people in a business and people bought them t-shirts and mugs. I saw a man had a cap that said, I survived paying for my daughter's 
<laughs> trip to seminary in Israel. <laughs> but they had mugs and t-shirts. I survived. It was, it was unreal. When it was all over, you were exhausted, but you were exhilarated. You were elated. Now understand what the Rebbe did. The Rebbe stretched Tishrei two more weeks. Two more weeks. Why? Because it says in Halacha that Zayin Cheshun, Zayin Cheshun is two complete weeks after Simchas Teder. Simchas is Chov Gimel Tishrei. Tishrei has 30 days. So from Chav Gimel to Lamed is a week. Aleph to Zayin, it's 14 days. The Rebbe stretched Tishrei till Zayin Cheshun. He asked that since internet is throw, people who traveled home would not say Visein Talamot until Zayin Cheshun because the last people came home. But they used to go by wagon or by horse. We go by plane. So if you leave 770 Zayin Cheshun, you can be home on the same day. The Rebbe asked people to stay. Now who could afford to stay for two weeks at the Simchas Teda? Who? Who? The people have no jobs. Who have no jobs? <laughs> Bachrim and girls. Everybody else has real work. And Zoshevilamovsky. <laughs> Most people have to go home. But till Zion Cheshwadebosimchasteda, the mood, Yomtiv, you felt Sukkis from Yudalad Kisle, from Yim Kippur, till Zion. Rebbe made Sukkis into a situation. It wasn't a week. He stretched it. And by the Rebbe, the mood was Yomtiv thick. He fabrain Pashas Neach. He fabrain Pashas Lech. Until Zion Cheshwin was still the mood of Tishrei. The bima, they had a platform that the Rebbe was on. Well, the platform the Rebbe stood on, now that platform is there permanently. After the Rebbe Tanchayim Mushka passed away, the Rebbe let them leave the platform permanently. But in years past, the Rebbe didn't like the platform. The Rebbe wanted to be on the same level as everybody else. The Rebbe felt, halakhically, if you're on a platform, you're not part of the group. So the Rebbe had all kinds of rules how he wanted the platform to be. People should stand together with him on the platform. But the rule was the platform went up Erev Rosh Hashanah and came down Matzah Simchas And there was no such thing as being late by the Rebbe. The day Simchas the platform disappeared. The Rebbe did not like the platform. He reluctantly agreed to it. When the Rebbe started speaking Zayin Cheshven, the platform stayed two more weeks. Till Lach the platform was still Tishrei. And after, Simchas, after Zayin Cheshven, the platform went away. And then the Rebbe didn't fabrink for a few Shabbos. And you sort of felt that Tishrei would pass. The Rebbe Pasha extended the Yom Tif, the mood of Simcha until Zayin Cheshun. And of course you all know, there are two expressions that go along with the end of Tishrei that you know. The first one is V'yakav Holach Ladarkei. And the second is Fanan de Pak and the Pek. means you go home. The Rebbe used to say that in, in Lubavitch, Amata Simcha's Teda, they would bang on the bime and they would announce V'yakav Holach Ladarkei, you go home. But that's only the first half. Then you come home and you have to do inventory. You collected all kinds of good things during the Yom Tif, especially if you were by the Rebbe. For another pack in the pack means unpack what you acquired, what you bought in the market. So these are two expressions that the Rebbe would use. You, you leave 770, you leave the Rebbe, and you go back to your place of Shlichus, wherever you live, and you bring with you what you took by the Rebbe. And when you get home, there's a separate process of uh, taking inventory, unpacking. Fernando pack in the back to take apart what it is that you collected in the uh, time that you spent um, by the Rebbe. That was uh, how the Rebbe would describe it. Um, and of course, there's a famous letter, which I'm sure you know about, that in Tashmah Malaf, which is Hakel, 42 years ago, was very cold, like it is this year. And everyone got cold. So the was full... It was packed. 
Everyone had a sniffles. Everyone was cold. Zalman Jaffe, who was a very close chassid of the Rebbe's, but he also talked to the Rebbe like a normal person, wrote a letter at the end of Tishrei, describing and thanking the Rebbe for Tishrei, how wonderful it was, but he wrote in his letter that um, it's a pity everyone got a cold. So the Rebbe wrote back a letter with a long P.S., and the P.S. begins, you wrote in your letter that people came to be with me for Yom Tiv, and they went away cold. And the Rebbe writes, I know this is not what you meant, but everything is Ba'ash Pratis. People come here to warm up, not to become cold. I mean, the whole letter, that when you go away from the Rebbe, every year, Sukkot's time, that letter rolls around on the WhatsApps. You go away from the Rebbe, you come away and that was the truth. The Rebbe lifted, lifted us all up and lifts us all up. And they gave us a good yamtif. Okay. Uh, uh,